This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It may be Indigenous Peoples Day around the country, but here in New York, it's Columbus Day, and the setup for the parade has begun. I'm Marla Diamond on Fifth Avenue. An alleged mugger charged with murder after knocking a New Jersey nurse to the ground. She died from a brain injury. I'm Sean Adams in Times Square. Dr. Fauci weighs in on trick-or-treating this year. Paul McCartney weighs in on who broke up the Beatles. Not him. And we remember Yankee star Corey Lytle and his tragic death in our news radio archives for this date's milestones. It's Monday, the 11th of October. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Some spotty drizzle around this morning. The clouds are mixing with some sun later on, the high near 70. It's Monday. I'm Paul Merdane. I'm Wayne Cabot. It's also Columbus Day to some, and Mayor de Blasio will be marching today. In this parade, some hold very dear and others find increasingly offensive. Marla Diamond is covering today's Columbus Day parade here in the city. And uh, Marla, good morning. How does New York's progressive mayor justify celebrating someone historians now call an oppressive conqueror? Well, good morning, Wayne and Paul. The mayor, whose mother was Italian, has expressed pride in his Italian heritage, but at times has clashed with the Columbus Citizens Foundation and wasn't invited to last year's virtual event. But he is welcome this year, and he is soon to uh, march up the parade route. Parade up Fifth Avenue is touted as the world's largest Columbus Day celebration. About 35,000 people will be marching in today's parade, and officials estimate there will be more than one million watching them. Barricades have been set up from 72nd Street South to 42nd Street, and there is no vehicle access to side streets directly off the route. One prominent Italian-American uh, New Yorker and defender of Christopher Columbus will not be marching in today's parade. That is former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Parade organizers say he was welcome to march but didn't request to. Marla, how are the schools marking this day? What's going on there? New York City public schools have the day off, uh, as do some private schools, but the day is no longer being called Columbus Day on the public school calendar. It is being called Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, back in May, when the new school calendar was released, the mayor said that he hadn't heard about the change, but he did support it. He says today is a day to talk about the contributions of Christopher Columbus as well as Indigenous people. Marta Diamond reporting this morning. NYPD officers fired shots early today at people fleeing a BMW that had crashed into a stop sign at 28th and 5th in Manhattan. Two men ran. One was caught. None was hit by the bullets. Police say that they are suspects in robberies of high-end stores in Manhattan and that a gun was recovered. A nurse from Bayonne died in New York City this weekend when she was knocked to the ground in Times Square. Sean Adams is in Midtown with this tragic story. Sean, how did all this begin? Well, 58-year-old oncology nurse Maria Ambrosio was in Times Square with a friend on Friday enjoying a day off from work at Bayonne Medical Center. In a cruel twist of fate, her life intersected with a petty thief. Police say 26-year-old Jermaine Foster had just ransacked an apartment looking for money. He then was out on the streets. He snatched a cell phone from a woman and ran. He collided with Ambrosio. She fell to the ground and cracked her skull. She died the next day from a traumatic brain injury. Foster has been charged with murder. Last month, police uh, arrested him for forcible touching. No bail. He got out quickly. Ambrosio is being remembered as a devoted nurse, a kind, compassionate woman who was active in her church and the Filipino community. Wayne, Paul, 
Sean, you mentioned the uh, the bail part of the story. We're a month away from electing a new mayor in New York. Are the candidates commenting on this? Both candidates had visceral reactions to this violent random death in Times Square. Eric Adams blamed the criminal justice system for failing to identify dangerous people and remove them from the streets. Curtis Sliwa says this illustrates how not enough is being done to care for people with mental illness. Both candidates believe the city is failing, deteriorating. Sean, thanks. And uh, don't be alarmed if you see someone releasing a strange gas into the air at some subway stations. It's only a test, as we hear from WCBS reporter Steve Burns. Times Square, Union Square, and the Oculus Transit Hub have all been designated as optimal test sites by the Department of Homeland Security as it tries to evaluate how a biological or chemical terror attack might unfold. The test involves releasing what are called gas tracer materials, substances that pose no risk to public health but simulate what a more toxic chemical might do, and seeing how that substance moves and dissipates. The tests are set to happen over the next few weeks. This won't be the first evaluation of its kind. Another was done in 2016 and way back in the mid-60s in a secret test done by Army scientists. Several years later, the Times reported the simulated poison raced up subway tunnels from 15th Street to 58th Street within minutes. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. Next, the age-old question: Did Yoko break up the Beatles? Sir Paul suggests yes. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Murky, I guess, is the weather word this morning. Good morning, Craig Allen. It is once again. You know, it's it's overcast, and there's a little bit of spotty drizzle here and there. I am noticing one last push from yesterday's uh, showery weather that's still sitting offshore. There's a last push that's making its way towards the south shore of eastern Long Island, and it's mostly out of the water, but don't be surprised by some wet weather along the south shore or the south fork of the island, too. And uh, this spotty drizzle, the clouds, the damp weather, this morning will start to give way to a brighter sky this afternoon. Yeah, we're going through that again, trying to brighten it up. Highs near 70. But once we do, mostly cloudy tonight, close to 60. Tomorrow, some intervals of sun, high 70 to 75, and it just keeps getting warmer and warmer for this upcoming week. Right now in the city, it's 63, humidity 81%, a northeast wind at 7 miles per hour. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Well, let's talk about this now, what Paul McCartney is saying. He's often blamed for initiating the breakup of the Beatles, but in an interview, he blames John. Paul McCartney is not taking his own advice because for the first time ever, he's clearing up a decades-old rumor about who broke up the Beatles. McCartney tells BBC Radio it was John Lennon who said the band couldn't work out in 1970. And apparently, Yoko Ono was one of the reasons Lennon wanted to move on. He says the couple was busy going to peace protests around the world and writing their own material. McCartney says the band's manager at the time also wanted them to keep it a secret. His interview is set to air in two weeks. Monica Ricks, CBS News. What does it mean for trick-or-treaters when Dr. Fauci says he recommends vaccinations as we enter the fall and winter holidays? You'll add an extra degree of protection to yourself and your children and your family and your community. So it's a good time to reflect on why it's important to get vaccinated, but go out there and enjoy Halloween as well as the other holidays that will be coming up. Fauci on CNN, greenlighting, trick-or-treating. What's the candy plan this year at the Cabots? What are you thinking? Uh, we'll eat it all. <laughs> we always do. We're going to do Neko wafers. Oh, I'm not going to your house. Is Steve still talking? We're talking John about Halloween, Steve. Here, we'll get to you in a minute. 
On the WCBS Monday Morning News Roundup, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane. Here are your three things to know this morning. Well, Columbus Day is here, but the Columbus Day sale, the longtime ritual for car dealers and department stores, is dead. Axios reports retailers are moving away from big sales events generally, and they're especially eager to distance themselves from today's federal holiday. Number two, Southwest Airlines has stranded thousands of passengers by canceling 28% of its schedule yesterday. The airline blames weather and traffic control issues. The FAA blames staffing issues. On Friday, Southwest pilot tried to block the airline's vaccine mandate. Third thing, debris from space crashed right through a roof and onto someone's pillow in Canada as she slept. This British Columbia woman looked up and saw a hole in her ceiling and a rock on her pillow, called 911. A meteor had been sailing over the area at the time and a piece of space rock broke off. Up next, our news archives, 88 seconds in sound right now for this date, which is the... 11th of October. Early reports possibly of an airplane flying into a building. Your first thought is going to be it might be some sort of terrorist attack. And all of a sudden she heard a big 2006, the Upper East Side. And I remember we said on the air, we don't know exactly, exactly what, happened. what happened here, but we're going to find out for you. Then the information came in. The aircraft has a registration pending to Mr. Corey Lytle. One of the best people I've ever met in my life. We're incredibly saddened by this news. Yeah, he has been flying planes for only about eight months. And it was banking very sharply to the right, which seemed very unusual for me. As a private pilot, I did know something about flying an aircraft. And right away, I was able to, to lend a little bit of experience, I figured out pretty quickly that trying to make a U-turn, a 180-degree turn over the East River, when there were some pretty strong winds blowing in from the east, that was going to cause some trouble. And as it turned out, that's exactly what happened. Pilot error was the cause. Steve Scott recalling one of our first days on the air together. And in a bizarre twist, Kathleen Carana was on her way home when the plane hit her high-rise apartment. The engine landing only a few feet from her bed. The same woman who was hit by a light post knocked into her by the cat in the hat balloon at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and spent a month in a coma had now lost her home in this tragic incident. Ladies and gentlemen! On our TVs in 1975 and still on today, the very first Saturday Night Live. The first guest host was George Carlin doing his famous football-baseball comparison. In football, they have the clip, the hit, the block, tackle, the blitz, the bomb, the offense, and the defense. In baseball, they have the sacrifice. This is October 11th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day.